Welcome to episode 148 of Kapowcast. Mm. Yeah. I am Mike, and joining me today is Tony Vance. Hello. And no Jeff Jefferson. Yeah. He's hanging with his cool friends. Not us. You I'm, made not, it. I'm not sure what actually he's doing. You made it. You're sick. Yeah. yeah. And people can't tell. I was about to say, you can go back and listen to all the times Tony has been sick. <laughs> and even the really bad times where I sound like the guy from uh, Independence Day. <laughs> I think like in the first couple episodes, somewhere in there, I'm sick. Um, You know, I thought about this the other day. It never fails. We've been doing this for couple years now mm-hmm. which is weird to weird to think yeah and pretty much pros now that that first like little bit of every episode is always like the most uh awkward and strange thing for me every time i start it. the intro every not even the intro just like getting the ball rolling of the episode is always the most awkward and strange thing like where when you're talking about like right when you you when i introduce you guys yeah. and, and then i'm like and I'm like, does it come off like that? Like, just like I don't think. I mean, there's sometimes where it, it does. I'll I'll be honest with you. Okay. There's sometimes that's where all it comes I want. Off weird and awkward, and then we just kind of like trample over it. Usually, Jeff does something to bridge the gap. Yeah, there. It's weird and awkward. <laughs> just like this like, entire conversation. <laughs> it's kind of like, are we sure that these guys are actually friends, or mm. they just like meet up and have like a group no, discussion? It's just that uh, still still not used to. Being recorded and talking after nearly three years of doing this. See, I have to disagree with you again because, like, you go back and you listen to those first couple episodes. Uh, we are a lot better at handling ourselves. Real, I keep meaning to do that, but that you know, I can only take you so should, much cringe. You should, you should really. Uh, well, no, I, I okay. I'll put it this way: you listen to one of the newer ones and then go back and listen. See how and, much we've grown. Yeah, because yeah, you can tell, like, even. Like me, I don't go for like the 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 easy laugh so much anymore. Like every time I see an easy laugh, I would take it. Like I, I wanted to slap my younger self, my two year younger self or whatever it is. But we, we handle ourselves a lot better on microphones now than this we did back then. Drink tastes like coconut and ball sweat. Then you do something like that and you just fucking <laughs> just throwing that out it, there. Just fuck it all up. Um, today we're gonna be <sighs> talking about. Uh, it's gonna be a Kapowcast first, actually. Full series yeah. review. Yeah. Of uh, Titan Season 1 over on the DC Universe app. And something so obscure. A few episodes back, we did do the first episode, so be sure to check that out. We'll touch on it a little bit, but not fully. Uh, but first, we do have, as always, uh, news and stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff from DC Animation. Say current events. Yeah. One of my favorite uh, realms of nerdom, the DC Animation. Um, two bits of news coming out. One is uh, DC apparently, maybe, is rumored to be doing... Uh, Batman the Long Halloween in animated form I hope in that, a two-part series. I hope that it doesn't look like the artwork. The artwork to that book is always so jarring. Like, I It's not bad. It's just like... I uh, Confession time. <laughs> I have never read The Long Halloween. That's like one of those staple Batman books. I know. Books. I have read almost every staple Batman book, I think, but The Long Halloween. Huh. Because I've read, you know, Dark Knight Returns. I can read understand. Hush and this, I can understand it because like... For the longest I, time, I didn't pick it up because of the, the artwork. Art. The yeah. art to me is just so weird and jarring. I just, I can't, I can't get past it. And I know I need to because I know uh, a lot of times art's only half of it. Yeah. The story can trump the art and just make you completely oblivious to it. But, you know, a lot of times with art, if it doesn't catch you, it turns you off really quick. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that tons of times on here. I would say look up on the DCEU app. See if they have it on there. You know... Here's the thing about the DCEU app, and I'm not going to try to go on a tangent about them because uh, they did finally go on Amazon Fire. Yeah. Finally. I think it was like December 18th or 19th. Okay. They put a thing on Twitter and I somehow missed it. 
Because uh, you only go on our Twitter when you want to act like a middle-aged woman. I do. <laughs> I got my soccer mom haircut. I want to talk to your manager. God damn it, Domino's. God damn it, DCEU. They respond. Yeah. It's sad. I I, I know they it, like that encourages you. Like, cause I have done it too. I don't use our our. I podcast. should probably stop using yeah, ours. Maybe you should. <laughs> I don't remember the login for my Twitter though. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really funny because I'll go on there every so often. And I, I I will say that I don't use the Twitter other than like if I'm in something else and I I say post to Twitter. I don't actually go on Twitter just because it's I don't like Twitter's a, it's a fickle fickle beast. Like if you're not like, like being, on uh, that shit all the time, yeah. you, it just gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And it's just like, personally, I've met my goal of like cutting down on social media and being on it so much. Um, if I were to get into Twitter, it would fuck my whole plan up. But anyways, it's really funny when I get on our Twitter because I'll go, all right, so what's going on? Who posted what? And then and I go, well, Mike's been mad about the DCEU again. And the there, thing that the thing that a WWE posts, <laughs> the thing that makes me mad is like, or that made me mad with the DC thing. And I'll get to why I started talking about that off on one of our tangents here. Uh, it's like they didn't respond like the first day, like they were responding to people. But then after that, they're like, oh, we're just not gonna oh, I mean, because I'm sure you weren't the only one. Oh, no, no. Was like there was somebody because a lot of I a lot of times I would go on there and I would just type in like DC Universe Amazon Fire. And a lot of time it was the same person posting like three, four times a day about oh, how God. they were, you know, upset about it. Yeah. Uh, I also posted something today. Uh, <laughs> so not, not, not to, it was just responding to somebody uh, <laughs> talking about uh, Kenny Omega possibly signing with WWE. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were like, they're going to bury him. I'm like, listen, fucker. I didn't say that. But I, was like, <laughs> I was like, listen, I was like, they're not going to spend upwards of $3 million on a, a guy just to bury him. Well, I don't know. I mean, they, they do, like, McMahon has a history of doing He does, that. but like, I mean, even Sting has come out and said, you know, that's what I was afraid of. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I've maintained that if they sign Kenny Omega, he's totally going to get the AJ Styles treatment. But anyways. And not the Shinsuke Nakamura. Not the Nakamura, not the Balor treatment. Uh, but anyways, we almost got in our, our XNL wrestling fan. Uh-oh. Oh, stepping on toes. The, the, DC, the DC Universe app. So I got a uh, tablet for Christmas and I've like been reading comics on it because I'm like, this is amazing technology. <laughs> uh and I was I was like, oh, I'm gonna check out what's available on the DC Universe app. They they don't have like full runs of shit. Okay. Like I was I typed in like uh Blackest Night. Okay. They only got like the first issue. Oh, like number one of the main line? Yeah. Like they don't have like That's a lot of nothing. they don't have like graphic novels. Like I they had right. Superman Red Sun and they only had like book one. Okay. And I was I I they didn't have anything else. And I'm like, the fuck? Like you boast that you have like all oh, your your comics are on here, but I can only read like part of a story. Yeah, I can see where that would be a problem. I, it's it's weird because I try to not be so judgmental about it because I don't think either of us has hopped on a train this early on ever in our lives. Mm-hmm. So like we're seeing the beginning stages of something brand new. Um, I mean, it would be like to put this in perspective, it'd be like us starting our show back when we started our show and then me doing and buying all the shit that we're talking into right now right away yeah it would be it would be a stupid idea because what if it doesn't like what right. if the, what if the membership what if you do doesn't? like three four weeks and you're yeah. like yeah this is fucking boring yeah. i'm not gonna do this anymore this sucks you know it's fucking i'm canceling this shit uh, i'm sure they've probably seen a lot of cancellations because the amazon fire and yeah not, i mean and i'm not just you know saying it, it because it was not available on amazon fire it wasn't available on anything, anything. it wasn't yeah it was like two things you could get it on and i still don't think it's available on a lot of the other stuff like the only announcement i saw was about amazon fire so uh, but anyways, uh, long Halloween, possibly two parts. Yeah. Uh, 
They're, they're really uh, going for those two-part movies now. Well, I think what's like that in Dark Knight, they have to be two parts. Death of Superman. Death of Superman. Um, like they, In order to tell the story fully and thoroughly, you have to do two parts. It's such a long story. Because it's like, the long Halloween. It's the long Halloween. <laughs> um, I just hope that the animation doesn't create a super long-eared Batman. I've never been that's a fan And like, I love uh, Bruce Timm's animation. Yeah. And like that's one of the things with one of the with some of these is they take his animation a lot of times and they try to you know put it with the whoever did the book like yeah. they did it with uh, Batman Superman Public Enemies uh, they did it with the the Killing Joke and, and for the most part it works but I don't think I want to see that hybrid at all yeah if that's if that's the route they're gonna go I don't I don't know Bruce Tim hasn't been like Bruce Tim didn't do Constantine did he no. He did, uh, what was the last one he did? Did he do Batman and Harley? He did Batman and Harley Quinn, which two thumbs up from this podcast. Everybody yep. else hated it, but two I mean, thumbs up from we, everybody we, here. We hated Aquaman. and Everybody loved it. Everybody loved it. So. <laughs> what does it say about us? I don't know. Um, we have too much paint, maybe? Maybe. Uh, I had mentioned earlier that I've read a lot of the other Batman Cornerstone books, and I'd mentioned Dark Knight, yeah. Hush, and all that. And Hush is, I completely forgot this too when we were doing our, our year ahead. Uh-huh. Yeah. I completely forgot. There's, there was a lot that we actually forgot they're, looking back on it. They're doing a animated version of Batman Hush, yep. which I, mm, I'm i worried about. Oh yeah, because it's like your pride and joy. Well, that in... Um, Would you say that it's safe to say that uh, this is possibly the most um, emotionally invested book to animation for you? It might be. Um, we've talked about on links here about what this book was to a lot of us. A lot of us, it, we, after we'd fallen out of comics, we got back into comics because of this and the Jim Lee art and yada, yada, yada. I, I feel like I, I talk in circles when I <laughs> when I talk about it. Um, so I, I don't want them to uh, kill and joke it. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, the, that whole like Agdad story was too much. And But luckily Hush is a long <laughs> enough book where I think they can pull it off without having to add anything too much in. But... They've recently released the voice cast, uh-huh. and it has me concerned. Oh, um, I figured they would stay roughly the same. Well, they did, and that's part of the problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, hear me out. So it's going to be uh, actors uh, Jason O'Mara, which he's been Batman in all of these new 52 ones, right. and of course in the Son of Batman, Batman vs. Robin, Okay, Batman Bad Blood, um, Jerry O'Connell, which he's been Superman in a lot of these new 52 ones, so... I'm gathering that this is going to be in that continuity. Oh. And I don't like that. I could okay, I understand. I, I can understand that. If it's in this in the same continuity as the Justice League movies and things like that, I totally understand where you're coming from because I personally would like it to be like a standalone. Like, like a killing, killing joke. joke type, you know, not to or, you know, uh Batman Ninja or yeah. or just something of its own. Right. You know, not I, I mean like held down by continuity from other stuff because now if this is the route they're going, and I have every reason to believe too, because they also have um, uh, Rain Wilson cast, and he currently is Lex Luthor okay. in the Reign of Superman, Death of Superman movies, um, and uh, Tara Strong is also cast. Uh, as doesn't say really? it doesn't say who any of these people are actually cast as. Interesting. But I was really hoping, and I I don't mean to beat a dead horse on this, but I was really hoping they would go for like uh, the the tried and true Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill. Uh, when I read that book, those were the voices I heard. Okay, but like th- those were the staples of your childhood as well. Yeah, you can't tell me that that wouldn't be. No, of course it'd be awesome. But like you gotta, you gotta. With this kind of stuff, I've learned because there's there's already been so many that like I've been emotionally involved with. 
and they just like obviously shit all over the place green lantern for, mm-hmm. for that for in that case um that like i i've, I've kind of learned that like i have to let it go like what i would truly want you know if it happens it happens that's great yeah Fuck yeah um i get the understanding of it being in the continuity of justice league and everything like that what it's doing for me over here is it's screaming batman bad blood all over again exactly it's it's not giving me uh, any form yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say it's not giving me any warm and fuzzy feelings at all it's giving me a oh shit yeah because even the ba- Batman versus Robin too yeah that's another great storyline all of those those the, the so you take those movies in the new 52 continuity you have uh, Justice League War Throne of Atlantis Justice League versus Teen Titans and then those three Batman movies and you know yeah. the Teen Titans one and the Superman ones are doing Justice League Dark all of those movies are enjoyable except for the Batman ones yeah which is odd the Batman ones, I find a chore to get through. <laughs> I think, well, I don't know, because you're not very familiar with the whole uh, Damien storyline and stuff that they use for Batman versus Robin, are you? I am. I'm somewhat familiar with it. Okay. As like, I was going to say, maybe because we're so familiar with the storylines that it's hard for us to watch them where well, other stuff and that we're not as familiar with. That kind of goes back to your thought of like expectations. Yeah. Where like you hear like, oh, they're doing Batman killing joke. Right. So you have like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how they're going to do this. Right. And then they put <laughs> out no dick. But then you, they put on like a 25 minute prologue. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And it was the same thing with like Batman versus Robin or. Batman Bad Blood. Yeah. Batman Bad Blood, like, they were trying to cram so much different story elements, like... Well, the battle for the cowl. I thought, yeah, I thought we were going to get, like, the battle for the cowl yeah. and, and stuff like that. Like, I was excited for that. And in this universe, we still haven't even seen a Tim Drake. No. It's, it Which seems like weird. it just kind of went Dick Grayson and then uh, Damien. Wait, who's... Oh, Damien's in Titans. Mm-hmm. He's the Robin in Titans. Yeah, so where is, like, where is Tim Drake? And Jason Todd. That's a very important part of Hush. Yes. Very important. Oh, you are totally right. Yeah, you are completely right. That That is a very important part of, of Hush. I'm just, I don't know, like... I mean, it's... Uh, with Hush, like, it's a good it's a good story, but to be severely honest, it's... it's uh, What's that called? Cluttered? No, 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 no. No, nothing bad. Uh, it's it's a book full of fan service. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was... Uh, like that, 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 yeah, that yeah. book is... It was, like, literally, like... Every five pages, I pop because another villain shows Yeah, up. like, we just want to see Jim Lee draw as many of these <laughs> fucking characters as humanly possible. Here, yeah. draw Huntress. Make her, like, va-va-voom. <laughs> draw Selena Kyle in a short little black, you know, dress. Oh, damn. You know. Uh, Poison Ivy, Superman, uh, Joker. Jim Lee's Superman is, Riddler. Like one that, like, I would get tattooed on me. Oh, yeah, he looks so badass. Because, like, he... He's the only one that can sell Superman for me. I don't, he does. I can't get behind anybody else's Superman. Call me like, you know, a fucking atheist or whatever the fuck you want to call me. But yeah, there's something about him. He just looks like a fucking yeah. brute. Yes. But um, like he was like he was fucking raised in Kansas throwing hay barrels, <laughs> eating a good home style <laughs> meal every night. Not not this other crap that I see. Steak and potatoes. Steak and potatoes for a glass of whole milk. Yeah. A true tried American man from the South. <laughs> Had a cigar. I could, you know, I've always pictured him smoking a cigar, but you know, and that's me wanting Superman to be a normal human being. So why couldn't they do? They haven't done this since this movie. It was like it was like a one-time thing, and we'll see what happens if they do Long Halloween. But why couldn't they do something like they did with Dark Knight Returns, where it was almost a direct, like, oh yeah, panel for panel adaptation? Like, well, I've never really understood the with any of it really. Um, is you <laughs> you already have your storyboard? Mm-hmm. You already have your story. Like, why don't, why isn't this more like, I get that, like, in order for it to be well received and enjoyable, you do have to change things. Because if I sit down 
and it's exactly like the comic book. You're going to lose interest. I'm going to lose interest because I know exactly where it's heading. But at the same time, I, I feel like, at least myself, that's why I buy these movies is because they're so, most of the time, true I don't have try. to read. Yeah, true and try. <laughs> <laughs> Very true to the, uh, the, the story arcs and stuff of that nature. I mean, that's why I got so mad with all those Batman ones is like, God damn it. Like you had these really solid storylines that were like very, uh, very much like I, I could invest in and you just like kind of crumbled it all together because why, like, is it just like, Oh, it's fucking Batman. It'll sell because it's Batman. They completely, in my opinion, they completely wasted the court of the owl storyline. I know that makes me so angry because that was like one of those stories that like, it got me coming back every single solitary week. Like it, it hooked me because I, that was the point where I was buying the single issues. There was no way after reading five issues into that, I was waiting for a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. I needed to know what was going to happen now. And especially with like, it started branching over all the Batman titles. I was like, oh crap. Like how's Jason Todd going to handle these motherfuckers? Like, and how's Tim Drake going to handle these guys and et cetera and et cetera. Even, uh, you know, one-offs like, uh, what was that? What was that guy's name? Batwing? Yeah. 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 Lucius Fox's son, was it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I even picked up his weekly issue of the Court of the Owl stuff because. Oh, I, then they tried doing that whole like Batman Inc. Yeah. Bullshit. Well, not that wasn't when, but that was what he kind of carried over from the, the whole Batman Inc. Yeah, that was weird because Batman Incorporated was supposed to, like Grant Morrison started that. Mm-hmm. And that's where. I didn't like that's that. kind of where Damien came from. The artwork was always weird, but that. Um, the death of Damien was where they played in for Batman v. Super. Or Batman. Um, Batman versus Robin is with uh, the super strong twin. Or was that Bat yeah. Blood? Um, it's all, it's all, it's are it's you all talking about crazy. the movies? Yeah. Um, Where there was. No, he was in the, he was in the, the Batman versus Robin one, I think. You sure? I think. I think it I'd was have Bat to, Blood. I'd have to watch him all again. Yeah, me too. And, and like I said, those were such a chore, but I, I'm not particularly th- fond of uh, Hush possibly being in this continuity because it's already now this is this movie's tied to other continuity that might not have things line up with yeah. how things are going like there was no Damien in Hush and I can hear people saying now well they're just gonna replace Tim Drake with Damien I'm like that's stupid I don't like that no because you you can't because uh, I mean well, they, they're can. two different characters and they handle the situations two totally different ways well not to mention like Tim Drake played a big big part in the uh, Batman mythos we went over this a few weeks ago like I've, Tim Drake was the guy that came and like saved Batman from like crossing the lines. I feel like cross. I feel like Tim Drake in the years has kind of become overlooked. I agree completely. Like you have Nightwing, like he's his own thing. Um, <coughs> Red Hood, like he's he's you know pretty uh, established. Yeah. Uh, Damien, you know he's he's the Robin now, and and mm-hmm. to me Tim Drake, who was the Robin I pretty much grew up with. Right. To me Tim Drake now is like chopped liver, like. Yeah, I mean, like he's Red Red Robin. Yeah, and he was around for a long time um, with the New Fifty Two continuity and Damien. Is he still Red Robin? I don't know about now. Yeah, I know when I was reading them, uh, you know, like a good fan, <laughs> I guess uh, he was Red Robin, and he was in the Titans, and he was still very much so in with the Bat Family. Now I don't know. I haven't I mean, heard anything about him in these. Uh, in these, not to continue shitting on these Batman movies, but now if you watch these Batman movies, you wouldn't even know that there was a Tim Drake ever, yeah. because it literally like it just feels like it just went from Dick Grayson to Damien. Right. Right. Like they don't really make any mention of the other Robins, and there's there's key parts of the mythos that they're missing out on, and mm-hmm. that you're not. That's gonna make things feel not as earned. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I feel you just gave me more validation as to why I feel that it should be a standalone because all those rules of a developed universe, they don't, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. You're just telling another story. Uh, you could even put it in the same category as like under the red hood. Yeah. You know, well that was, 
when they did uh, Under the Red Hood, that was from a good period when they yeah. weren't doing continuity. you know continuity. Everything was its own single standalone story, and that was one of the things that they really prided themselves on. Right. And now you know, and and I'm all, I was all for them doing like the New Fifty Two continuity, but. Now you're taking the new 52 continuity and you want to mix it with past ones because you want to do those ones. But you're yeah. like, well, we got to keep this one going. Right. It's kind of like what they're doing with uh, Death of Superman, Reign of Superman. Yeah. They're taking it and they're uh, putting it with the new 52 setting. Yep. And it's it's there's things in there that they have to acknowledge that they didn't have to acknowledge. Like they didn't have to acknowledge a past relationship with Wonder Woman and Superman and the original Death of Superman. Yeah. The original Death of Superman was just like, you know, balls to the wall action. You got to see Doomsday you know, plow his way through the, the the league. Yeah. Which you did kind of see in this, but I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird thing to me. Like it's weird that they're even keeping that new 52 uh, animated continuity going since it's been done in the books for a couple of years now. Yeah. You would have thought at this point they would have been like, all right, let's, cause there's other, like, I'd like to see them do, if they're going to keep, keep doing new 52 stuff, do like forever evil or something like that. Like yep. do one of the new 52 stories instead of doing a past story and using that continuity to mix it and thus dilute the impact and story of that book. It's a very good point. I'm trying to think of other good new 52 stories. Cause it, it wasn't did, around, it, lo- around long enough to, to really give it. There was the Trinity war. Yeah. Leading up to forever evil. Right. So, I mean, that was something <laughs> that was a thing. No, you're, you got, you made a valid point there that it wasn't around long enough to give us any like awesome lasting stories. Yeah. So I guess that's, I mean, they want to keep that, animated continuity going for whatever reason you know i guess that's one way to keep it going is just i i, I don't know maybe like it, maybe if you maybe it, well maybe i'm looking too close at it and saying maybe they're trying to keep the new 52 going in this form because they actually wanted to keep the new 52 going mm-hmm. but maybe some shareholders said no let's reboot and we need to get back to where we were at before i don't know that's above my pay grade we'll see what happens let us know what you think comment below <laughs> Below. Below. Comment below. Don't so, forget to hit the bell for notifications. Hey, yep. Subscribe to get notified. Uh, <laughs> so I watched Titans. This uh, was a first for me. I was surprised. You were surprised? Yes. I didn't think you were going to follow through. I almost didn't. I know. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's dead in the water. What, I uh, with my life. what cemented me doing it is actually being on Amazon Fire. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. This is super easy now. <laughs> Yay! Um, but no, I, I put it on. We, like I said, we'd watched the first episode about a month ago. Uh, DC was actually very smart about this in the sense that they didn't just drop the whole season in one day. Yeah, they released them weekly, so every week you had to wait for that next episode, so you couldn't just cancel your subscription. <laughs> you know, right after the show's done. But uh, it was it was an enjoyable first episode. It was very uh, adult oriented, like. You take the the Marvel Netflix stuff, mm-hmm. and that looks like puppy dogs and kittens. Yeah, they turn compared to eleven. What you got in Titans, and initial responses were this show looks ridiculous. Yeah, it looks too dark. It looks like they're trying way too hard, and I can tell you the trailers one hundred percent did make it look like they were trying too hard. Um, but everything, especially in the first episode, everything comes off very organically because they set the world and the tone and and everything, and it it uh, it works. Not to mention it's it's a it's very uh, cinematograph uh, cin- cinematic cinematic yes of a show and it's that's kind of something that we've seen with the Netflix stuff with Daredevil and Luke Cage who's more cinematic than watching things of like Arrow and Flash um, where this one even kicked it up more in the fact that like they shot things with like different lighting and different perspective um, with each character mm-hmm. like the Hawk and Dove deal 
which that was episode two. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the way it starts. But like even the way that episode is shot, telling that story is like completely different than when Robin's you know, mm-hmm. getting something told. And it's it's just so it, it feels so much more of a world in comparison to watching something like Arrow or Flash, where both shows look like they're from the same universe telling the same story, mm-hmm. which for me and a lot of other people, that's OK. You know, we're watching it for the story. We're watching it for the characters and the development of the, these stars, et cetera, et cetera. But then you go and you watch Titans and then you're like, shit. You, you, then you go back and you watch Flash and Arrow and you're like, shit. Like, this seems like yeah. kids play. Yeah. And it's just like, can we just like take these and put them in, you know, the DC app? Like, and then like buff them up a little bit. Adult them. Yeah. Um, the unrated which, version. <laughs> Uncut. The Snyder, Snyder Cut. cut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, which, you know, I, I, I do have to hand the CW shows. They knew, I, I feel like they knew with Titans that they were going to have to up the ante and they kind of made these new seasons a little bit more. Adult. Well, cause originally way back when they first started getting the show rolling, it was supposed to be on TNT. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and I wasn't for that at all. Uh, but the, uh, the second episode, Hawk and Dove, really good, good episode, you know, opens up with Hawk and he's, he's tied up and. The costumes for them look great. Yeah. Like, that's one thing that this show, yeah. for the most part, has on point, is the costumes. The costumes are phenomenal. When, I, when when Dove comes in on that episode, I was like, holy shit. Like, it looks like the costume from, you could say, New 52 or uh, 52. Because seeing the, the, the big shades on her, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the lens is or whatever. I don't know what they call it, the mask or what the fuck ever. Um, it's like a blast from the childhood or, or the early adulthood. I'm like, holy shit. It's like it jumped right off the fucking page. And it's so cool to see it be that on point to where they took they they took initiative to put their own little tastes into the costumes, but also keep it so true to heart to what we know, which I feel always gets lost in translation. Like I feel like they're like, we'll take you know, we'll take the DCEU for that matter and go, okay, well, we get to design Harley's costume and then take it and kind of make it look like it's from the comic book, but take a little bit too much away. Because there's always this, uh, well, not always, but a lot of people have this mentality of. <coughs> Oh, it doesn't translate well to film. 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, yeah, you might have been able to get away with saying that. But now we've seen so many superhero costumes work right. on film that it's like, no, that's not an excuse anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just not. And and they look really good. The, the episode was really good. Um, at one point, I'm sitting there and it was because, by the way, um, potential spoilers. Like, we may start talking about this and kind of forget that we're recording and talking about it. Yeah. So just forewarn spoilers are are probably going to get dropped. But there's one point where I'm sitting there because uh, Dick takes Rachel to Hawk and Dove. Yep. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hawk, Dove, Robin, Raven. <laughs> the fuck's with all the bird people? <laughs> Nobody made that connection. Not a single one. <laughs> I made that connection back in the comic books, but I was just kind of like, I, I've accepted it at this point. I was like, man, that's weird. But uh, it, well, I, I, I'm going to try to pull a Jeff here. It's kind of uh, almost um, the free-spirited type deal mm-hmm. where a bird equals free-spirited. Nah, yeah. and that's a lot of where like uh, Robin was supposed to come from. Um, <laughs> so in the episode, there's a part where the uh, nuclear family. Yeah. Surprised that they threw them in there. Show up with what I'm assuming was uh, Dick's partner, his uh, his cop partner. They oh, show up, oh, they show up to her place. Yeah. Yeah. Did they kill her? They killed her. Okay. There's a lot of death. In this I didn't know series. if they fully like said they did or if they just kind of was like, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if it was in that episode or in the next one. They said, you know, oh, so-and-so, whatever her name was, uh, she's dead. And Dick was like brooding, <laughs> but, uh, it, it was 
you know, we're not going to go every little thing in the episode because this we would be here for fucking ever yeah. in every episode. The uh, but the end of the episode is really, uh, really good. Yeah, really good because that was a like heart in the throat moment. Yeah, well, like <laughs> to start it off, like basically why Dick took Rachel there is he was just going to dump her there. Yeah, and leave her because he's an asshole. And <laughs> Raven obviously finds out, and she can tell when people are lying and. Dick's trying to, you know, dig himself out of the grave. And he's like, listen, I, I was going to come back for you. And <laughs> Hawk and Dove come up and Hawk's like, dude, what the fuck? You're just going to leave a kid at my house? Like, he didn't say that verbatim. Obviously, yeah. dialogue is a little bit better. But that's pretty <laughs> much his reaction. He's like, and I think that's a justifiable reaction. Like, yeah, you're yes. going to leave me a demon possessed child. <laughs> he didn't even know that much. He, he was, was just, just going like, to leave. You're going to leave this kid with me? What the fuck, dude? But uh, so the nuclear family shows up and they just like beat ass. Oh, my God. Like hardcore. Um, and then they knock Dove completely. Completely off the roof, and like I thought she was dead. I thought she was dead too. Like, like I'm I like, said, there's no way she survived that. Like, uh, different perspective here. Like, we watched the first episode, and then I kind of like waited a couple weeks, and then I went and watched episode two. But then there on after, I watched every week. So I was that asshole that got caught in the loop of watching it every week. And uh, when I watched that episode, and you see um, Dove get knocked out of the ring, the metaphoric ring, and I just sat there and I literally felt that stomach up in my throat thing. Like, holy shit. Like, no way did they kill her. Well, and like, what was going through my head? I was like, wait a minute. I was like, aren't they going to do a Hawk and Dove show for the app? Like, <laughs> I didn't know where it was going because I knew. All right. Here's the thing. Like, I knew that like Dove at one point was also his brother. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know how that was going to play in at that moment in time. And I was like, no. And plus, not to mention, like, uh, she side note that apparently is Keith Richards daughter. Really? Yeah. I think it's Keith Richards. Anyways. Um, she is just dropped dead gorgeous. She like, was, it's not the, cause in the episode you find out that there's a, there's a bit of a past yeah, with her yeah. and her and Dick. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of past. And oddly enough, that's not the, that's not the first Robin she's potentially hooked up with. Yeah. You know, cause I looked up her IMDB and she was actually at the, the tail end of uh 500 days of summer. Yep. And now, cause I'm like looking at her, I'm like, she looks kind of familiar. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to tag that too because I did the exact yeah. same thing. I'm like, I know this woman from somewhere. We've all done it. Other than my dreams. <laughs> and then I, I I, I did the IMDB thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. I go, there it is. Mm-hmm. Autumn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got you. So, and the, the family, they make off with Rachel and that leads into the next episode which was uh, episode 3, Origins where fi- uh, Starfire ends up saving her from the family by like burning the dad to a crisp. Yeah, that was badass. <laughs> that was just phenomenal. Not to mention, I, isn't that the point where you see her actually like use yeah. her powers and no. Well, Raven or uh, Starfire? Story. See, okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to be calling them by their comic book games yeah. because <laughs> I just, I can't. But uh, Starfire, yeah, she, she like goes full orange and like green eyes and just burns to a crisp. Yeah. Um, and she's still having like a memory loss. Like she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Um, and she ends up taking Rachel and they end up taking her. What was it to like, a uh, like an orphanage they take yeah. her and so, take her back to the orphanage that she came from. So right from the get go, they open that door and that nuns comes out and I was like, I don't fucking trust her. <laughs> I never trust nuns. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I don't, I don't know what it is about this lady, but I don't trust her. Everything in cinema has always said nuns are bad. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I kind of go with that through my whole life. Is I every time I see a nun, I pull a knife out the back of my. Well, my and then, so Steph ends up getting off work, and I, I call her, and like the episode's still going, so I'm like talking to her, and I'm kind of watching it, and then it, it gets to the part where she takes 
Rachel in the room or she, you know, sedates or whatever. And then she was like tied to the bed in the room. Right. And, yeah. and I just, I just go, I like, I'm like, I fucking knew it. And she's like, what? I'm like, this lady, I didn't trust her. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, like the, the nun and the, the Titans. I, I knew I didn't trust her. Never fucking trust a nun. Ulterior Never. motives. Never. But they praise one person and one person only. That's how you, how do you feel about the, the whole scenes where like uh, Rachel Raven, whatever you want to call her. Looks in the mirror and she's talking to her demonic. I always love that kind of like a mirror split duality kind of uh, deal. It doesn't matter who the character is. If there's a split duality factor in that character and they do it like that. I always love it. I don't know what it is. It's just it's one of those easy kind of like uh, throw at me deals just because like you it's it's an easy translation of the inner struggle between the uh, character and then whatever's inside said character. I mean, they do it with um, they do it on Gotham, too. Mm -hmm. So like that's another thing that ropes me with, with that show. Is the duality between Enigma and the Riddler and mm -hmm. two separate uh, entities? And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the CG with that um, when they're when when the two are talking was good, but when it would go past that, you know, like the shit would start coming out of the mirror and stuff. I thought was a little chinky. Like I was just kind of like, okay, you're you're showing your budget now. A lot of the uh, uh, they're kind of smart about it. A lot of their special effects stuff take place at night. Yes, yes. which is very smart and is done for a purpose and. I think it was uh, Cody I was actually talking to and I asked him or I was talking to him about it. I was talking like, hey, I was like, you might want to, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm never going to watch it. And I'm like, oh, you know, but I was mentioning you know, Beast Boy and I was like, yeah, you can only turn into a tiger right now. And he's like, wait a minute. He's like, doesn't that look like really bad? And like, <laughs> I mean, they do a lot of it at night. He's like, OK, but I'm like, eh. the shadows and stuff can hide the. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not perfect, but this goes back to what we were talking about. Like, you can't go into it expecting, you know, right, Avengers yeah. budget. Right. It's a TV show uh, for a streaming app. Like you got to limit your expectations to what you're seeing. If you go back and you, you look, we'll put this on a scale. If you have watched the CW shit, we'll, we'll, we'll use this again. There was uh gorilla Grodd and King shark and flash. And that CG stuff was okay. That uh, I think beast boy and all the other CG stuff in Titans is better than that, but lesser of uh, a movie budget, but not so much that you can tell so severely. Like if, if you, I think with this show, you have to kind of look for it a little bit more. And then maybe the darkness of the show is what really helps that. Um, but there's that one part, I don't remember what episode it was, where Beast Boy turns in to the tiger during the daylight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh God, that's going to look like shit. Because like I said, during the preview, uh, the one before, and that part came and I didn't think it looked that bad. Like I was like, okay, like that doesn't look as bad as I thought it was going to look like. I thought it was going to look like King Shark from The Flash. <laughs> like where I thought it was cool, but I thought it was cool because it was so bad. Yeah. You know, and um, but no, I thought I thought it was uh, I, I thought I would say it would be up to par. Like, I know that it's not a big budget blockbuster movie, but I do because it's released by its own brand through its own streaming service. You're not paying licensing. You're not doing any of that crap. Their budget is what they want to spend on it. Hands down, mm -hmm. you know, so like I think that uh, that really helps that they were able to kind of hold on to all that and be able to use it the way they want to use it, where say they license this out to Netflix it would hinder how things are being used and what's being done because Netflix has to have an outlook to say, okay, we got to make money on this where they can do a budget and still turn money on it because they have the show plus other shows, plus all the other selling points of the, of the app itself. Mm -hmm. Solid point. Um, so Cody, stop being a fucking naysayer. Just check it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what all that was about. Uh, Cody, quit being a, quit being a turd. <laughs> Episode four, uh, the wind. which is, I think, one of the standout episodes, uh, was introduced to the Doom Patrol. Yeah. 
Like I thought the way they did I it, I like, was gonna hate that one. <laughs> it was actually really good. Like the Doom Patrol, like they were actually very uh, charismatic and enjoyable to uh -huh. watch, um, and a little you know weird, you know, with the Doctor and uh, uh, you had to know something weird was gonna happen. Yeah, uh, but this is where we're officially like really introduced to Beast Boy. Um, yeah, and and him and Rachel, they kind of hit it off at the same age. They're like, you know, hey, teenage hormones, look out. But no, I thought that I thought that this was another really good episode. It broke away a little bit from the story and you got to see more characters and not to mention more characters that they're going to be doing more shows with. Yep. Um, pretty solid cast too. And and I completely did, forgot that Brendan Fraser was even the robot, like didn't even register in my brain. Like I almost wanted to go back and rewatch it just so I could hear the voice and be like, is that Brendan Fraser? It's Brendan Fraser. No, it's, Brent, it's, it's, it's definitely Brendan Fraser. Uh, I had to do, cause isn't there, is it just the one episode with the two patrols? It? Yeah. I think yeah. it's just the one. Yeah. Okay. Because I was kind of, I didn't know if he was just voicing it or if he was doing the whole deal. Apparently, he's just voicing it from yeah. what I understand. Um, but yeah, I, I actually went back and watched it to see if I could hear Brendan Fraser. And I couldn't really make it out. I don't know if it's the age mm -hmm. aspect of it, but I couldn't really tell besides maybe a couple parts, um, mostly when he's talking about his former self, mm -hmm. where I was like, ah, now I hear it. But at the end of the episode, we do finally see the alliance form of the, of your main four titans. Yeah. Um, Alliance loosely said they end up, you know, Doom Patrol end up telling, you know, Beast Boy Car to go with them, live his life. And he, he leaves with Dick, Corey and uh, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel to form a team, a team. But none of them are teens except no. for two of them. That's why the show is called Titans. That's true. Uh, <laughs> what what uh, that because the, the episode after that is episode five together. And that's kind of a cool episode because uh, that's the one where they're in the hotel, right? They're in the hotel and they also go to that like weird structure and they're like, all right, Dick's like, let's see what you all have. Oh, let's, yeah. Let's see what you all can do. And you kind of see like, you know, Starfighter shows her powers. She explains like, oh, you know how they work. And Beast Boy explains his and, and he explains that he, he can just turn into a tiger, which I'm hoping down the road we get to see a little bit more. Right. I, uh, I think I said this in our group chat. I'm not super familiar with like the origins of Beast Boy or anything like that. Never really was compelled to find out about them. Um, and if there was like a point where he could only do that, but I do think it's a solid choice to have some sort of development yeah. with the character. Cause my personal experience, uh, if there's no development within the character and you're watching them all the time, then you don't ever feel a connection with the character cause you're not sitting there and watching said character grow. I think they call it like a parent complex where you have to have development with the characters in it in order to feel connected with them. Mm -hmm. So it's a solid investment that they say that he can only turn into a tiger and nothing else at this point. A uh, little bit of backstory, like he was basically dying in the weird doctor that he was staying with before saves him. So, yeah. And that's how he gets his powers. Uh, and in the episode two is when they go stay in the hotel and then which. Oh, shit. That hotel scene uh, run for the money against like any hallway fight scene in Daredevil because that was awesome. When they're taking on the when they're taking on the nuclear family yeah. again. Holy shit. Well, and what's funny is they kind of try to ask like Dick, you know, okay, so what can you do? Yeah. And he doesn't really. Yeah, I think that's what the, like the, all the whole setup was say anything. And then when they have this, you know, knockdown drag out fight with them and they end up, you know, getting the upper hand. That's when he kind of reveals to them. Oh, Hey, by the way, I can kick some major fucking ass. I'm Robin. <laughs> um, and so in, after they subdue him, he goes and he finds, oh, yeah, cause he puts the costume on in that one. Yeah. But that's when he, uh, he also goes and he finds the main guy that's in charge of oh, the family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's the one right at the end there. When Jason Todd shows up. Yeah. And that leads into the next episode with him working with Jason Todd. And I would mentioned in the group, I was like, <laughs> they got like the most perfect kid to play Jason Todd because I want to fucking punch that kid in the face. Like 
every time he opens his mouth. Like, oh, yeah. This is the fucking coolest shit, bro. Yeah, he's, he's riding like, around the bat cave and do 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 do. I'm like, fuck you. That's exactly how I pictured young Jason Todd. Like, when, especially like in, in current settings, like today. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh my like, god, he's such a little douchebag. <laughs> you know, possible wannabe YouTuber. Yeah, <laughs> becomes Robin. You know, but all Logan joke- Paul becomes Robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all joking aside, though, they definitely really show the difference between a Dick Grayson. Yes. And Jason Todd. Yes, and that was a uh, that was a a solid ten in my book. That episode was phenomenal. Yep. When they uh oh my god when they take when so <laughs> he what happens is Jason Todd ends up finding you know Dick Grayson and he uh, he tells him like, basically there's people that you know work with him in Haley Circus that are getting murdered. Right. Yep. And so he goes back to Gotham with them to try to find out and leads down a path to Tony Zuko's son. Yeah. And Tony Zuko ends up catching him and 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 all this stuff and it leads to a big showdown. Jason Todd, he does come to the rescue and all this other stuff. But the the, the craziest part about this episode, uh-huh. the best part about this episode, uh-huh. is so after that, like the cops come and after like Zuko's already been detained and like and then suddenly the cops show up and then suddenly Jason Todd starts beating the shit out of all the cops, like yeah. really bad, like like we're talking like massive injuries. He probably breaks that one's back. Oh yeah, what the fuck's he saying? I was just thinking that he says something. He does, well, okay, first off, he, he does, does the a, Carlito backstabber. That's what it is. The backstabber. I was like, I was like, that's not the fucking code breaker. I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? And uh, yeah, but you're totally right. It's the Carlito backstabber. And oh, god damn it, he says some fucking cocky ass bullshit. But I go like, I remember watching this episode when that happens. That camera pan with it too. Holy god, it's just so good. Like, it goes it, like sideways. Yeah. And then it follows like the the movement downwards. Oh, okay. might be the second best episode, maybe. or the best episode, maybe. But I'm not kidding you. I've never had an emotional response like this. Usually, I'm just you know, sitting there going, "Ooh, damn, that sucks." But when that happens, and that whole interjection happens, and he like I know he's fucked this cop up, and I go like I actually had a uh, out of body response where I said, "Oh fuck no!" And then it like it did it, and I was like. Oh shit! And then I mean, in comes I, Dick. What happened? I, I was like, "Are you gonna fucking say something, man?" <laughs> in comes Dick, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, you about to get your ass beat, son?" And he he tells him he's like, I'm, "I hardly think Batman would approve of you beating up cops." He's like, "Fuck, what Batman don't know won't hurt him." And I'm just like, "Oh, this guy's he has the attitude of someone's gonna get the shit kicked out of him with a crowbar." I know, like just two big first fucking britches. Like you're gonna get yourself into trouble, kind of like attitude, and it's just so awesome. To like just see this character come alive in, in in a point where we have not seen Jason Todd. No, it's always the after effects of what happens with him, and uh, <coughs> and the Joker. Um, which it like I said, it's awesome. Like I I've never I've never been a big fan of the actual comic of it, and that just goes with like the time that it came out and the artwork, et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic storyline, but it you know it's just a little bit too cheeky, uh, for my reading. And I've always wanted to see this um this translated into nowadays. Uh, structure of comic books and with the the more dark and gritty and all that shit and this is exactly what I wanted when I think the beginning stages of Jason Todd and you know further on into the future and where he's gonna go especially starting out with Jason Todd I'm really glad they did that I was a little worried they would just skip the Todd part and go straight to Drake no I'm glad they didn't um and there's yeah, like there's parts where you're watching it and like when he's doing that stuff to the cops I'm like I'm did he just kill some cops like I think he did that's not cool. Yeah, he definitely had to at, at least severely injure them. Um, I don't know about death. I'd have to rewatch the whole scene again. That uh, that leads into the next episode, episode seven, Asylum. That was a weird one. That was a weird one. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bad episode. Yeah, but it was just it kind of took a step into the direction of like bad scientists. And yeah, all that crazy stuff that you've seen with like 
uh, the beginning of like Doom Patrol. Yeah. And like there's that weird um, thing where like uh, Dick is hallucinating and he's Robin and he's like getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like stuff. It's like very, it's it's very like you said, it's very mad scientist. Kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Bit. Um, bonus, you get to see Beast Boy like maul the shit out of somebody. Yeah, he goes uh, full animal, full rage. Literally, like he he turns into the the tiger, and the tiger fucking mauls the shit out of this guy. And I was totally thrown back because like we go back a couple episodes, he said you know he he doesn't attack people, you know he never kills anybody, and then you see this turn. And like when, when the actor delivers the line of like, oh no, I don't kill anybody. Like I've never tasted blood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You believe it. You're like, oh yeah, dude, it's fucking Gar. Like he's, yeah. he's a little baby. And then you see this happen because he's just got undergone like multiple hours of torture and, and rhetoric to in, induce uh, his beast boy's power. And they finally get it and end up killing the scientist that was uh, ele- like electrocuting him. I don't remember what they were doing to him. And it was it was one of those things that like I got taken back. I was like, oh, he killed. Mm -hmm. Wow. And like you see you see the blood. I think that's another thing about the show. Like they could show blood like in masses, massive amounts because there's no rating. Um, And they could show all this blood like there was blood all down his mouth on his hands all over his like, you know, I think totally nude body. Yeah. Because for the ladies in the show, (laughs) he makes it a point like when they're showing off their powers, he mentions like, oh, he's like, by the way, he's like, I need to need to take my clothes off. And they're like, you need to get naked. He's like, well, yeah, because everything rips. So he has to disrobe um that goes into the donna troy episode yeah i was uh, on this episode it 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 didn't fully do it for me i felt Uh, like it was more of a we need to introduce this character plus we need some filler yeah i did enjoy the donna troy character though yeah it was an interesting take yeah and i'm 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 glad to kind of see like this whole deal where like all these sidekicks kind of like looked at their you know their uh their main squeeze and went fuck you i'm out their mentors yeah I don't think you want to call Batman Robin's main squeeze. Well, I mean, some people say that, so. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. And I, I've always kind of seen that because, like, how do you get out of the, that kind of shadow, you know? <laughs> the the funny thing is, is uh, in this episode, you find out, you know, Robin and Donna Troy maybe were kind of a thing. You're yeah. like, what the fuck, man? This Well, hold on, hold on. Like, if he gets around, because <laughs> he's in one episode <laughs> earlier, two earlier, he sleeps with uh, Starfire. Right, yeah. But, like, look at the comics. It's true. But, like, like he, so he's, he's hooked up with Dove. He's hooked up with Starfire. There's a thing with him and, and Donna Troy probably at one point. Wasn't there? I swear to God, there was a point where probably. Like, he was about to marry Starfire and then went back to Gotham and slept with Barbara again. That sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. Like, that's Dick Grayson. Like, he's like, I know I'm good looking, and I like the ladies. They like me. <laughs> I don't I don't blame Dick Grayson for this, because, like, he is the mirror image of Batman. Yeah. Except he's trying to live a life. So, like, take well, take that and put that into that light. And, like, how, it, how uh, fucked up mentally are you? That relationships it, are that, like, kind of, like, loose. loose which end? episode was it where he burned the Robin costume? Uh, after the asylum, I think. Is it? Okay. I think it goes up well, in, yeah, because in the flames of the asylum. right before they end up in the asylum he has that exchange with uh jason todd where he's like where you know he tells jason todd like you can't be doing this like you think you want to do it and he's like and he's like and jason todd it's funny it's just the, the dynamic because dick is somebody entirely different where he like wants to escape the thing of robin yeah and tim drake or tim drake jason todd is like 100 like no i want to be this and he tells him he's like you talk about how you don't want to do it but here you are in the fucking robin costume yeah and, but you don't want to be robin he's like you need to fucking make up your mind what you want to do right and he in turn actually burns he burns the Robin costume. Yep. Which the the little nerd me was like Nightwing. <laughs> I I uh, I spent the rest of the season wondering how he was going to get the Nightwing costume because mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I'm like oh, the transitions happening. Yeah. 
Because um, now it's, it's clear that he can't stop being a crime fighter, but he needs to be something different than uh, Robin. Yeah. Because, well, now there's, there can't be two Robins. That's just anarchy. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> there must be balance, as Thanos has said. In the in that episode, though, they do, you know, because they find uh, Raven's mom and they go to a house, a little shack in Ohio. What a surprise, a shack in Ohio. Am I right? <laughs> uh <laughs> It's more of a just shanty. Kidding. Yeah, just kidding. Um, Not so much a shack, but a shanty. So in the episode, towards the end of the episode, Rachel's like, she tells Corey, she's like, oh, hey, maybe I can fix your head, you know, because Corey's kind of fucked up from the asylum and she's still, her memory's still f- fucking weird. And she's like, hey, I'll help you. And so she goes to do it. And then, you know, she gets her memory and she grabs Raven by the throat. And in turn, you find out like when Dick is with Donna Troy that, oh, hey, this language that you see of hers that you found on Starfire's wall when she was mapping out trying to find Rachel. Rachel. It, it could have one or two meetings and either, either she's going to here to protect her or here to kill her. And I'm just like, those are two very different things. <laughs> How can we get the two opposite ends of the spectrum in one same word? So um, Dick ends up showing up back at the house and there's a scuffle mm-hmm. and you kind of really get to, to see a little bit more Starfire's power in this episode too. Mm-hmm. Uh, both physically and, uh, what I want to know is when she's going to stop dressing like a disco queen. Oh, I don't know. Like, I thought I mean, that like one she time doesn't was like, really have anything else, per se. Well, here's I thought it was like one episode she had that on. And then like, no, she just has different versions of that same thing. Yeah. Sometimes it's pants. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> Listen, Whatever. She's a big ABBA fan. Leave her alone. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I'm i curious to see when that stops and it kind of gets a little bit more streamlined. Um, we get a break from the main continuity in the next episode into what another, I think another really standout episode. Another Hawk and Dove. The Hank and, Hank Hank and, and Dawn, Dawn episode. That's what they call it. Which is like a whole backstory and it's just really good. Yeah. It, like it really, really, really good. They take an hour show and they really flush out both characters very well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very refreshing thing to see because most of the time it's just kind of like, Oh, here's our two characters, and then we spend three seasons giving you teeny bounce backs of like their whole scenario, where this was an hour, and it was it went through, it was it was so thorough too. It was, yeah. Like that was the craziest thing is like it wasn't just like oh here's one part, oh here's another part. Like it was very uh, fluid, fluid through like the whole time up until like Hank and Don truly like meet and they start talking, and then kind of really kind of go their separate ways. Um, the the uh, you know the the start of the episode is is. Very jarring yes. with the coach. Yes. I was like, oh. Yeah, it was a, a road I didn't think we were going to go down when I was watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> Long and short of it, Hawk was apparently sexually molested by his, his football coach. Well, his football fo- coach was actually going to sexually molest his brother, his brother. And he switched spots with his brother. Yeah, pretty very, much. Yeah, that's a very important, yeah, very important uh, part of that. Uh, very fucked up, too, in the sense that, like, you know, the, the coach in the beginning of the episode, you see, you know, Hank, when he's a kid, he's playing football and you see the coach and he's, you know, and then you see Hank's brother in the stands rooting him on and he kind of looks over at his brother. And then, you know, the next scene is Hank looking for his brother and he finds him with the coach and, and he's telling, you know, uh, I can't remember his brother's name. Uh, Don. Ah, Don. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he tells me, he's like, oh, you know, the coach is going to show me the weight room. And Hank's like, no, you do not like, so it's like, that's fucked up in the sense where you're like, okay, so people know what happens. Yeah. There's like knowledge of what happens in this weight room. Right. And it was just like, oh, just oh. that really kind of like lets your mind go. It does. You're like, because you're like, how many times does this happen? Yeah. You know, it's just like a, a run through of the whole team. Like, is this happening to like the whole team? Mm-hmm. Did it happen to Hank like beforehand? And that's how he knows. Yeah. You know, it's it's 
it's vague enough to leave your imagination to like grow on it where you don't want it to right or but it's 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 pinpointed enough to know for for anybody to know okay this is some bad shit Mm -hmm. and i don't know that's always been like a really uh one of my favorite ways of writing it to make it vague but in the point that you understand it but leaves you with enough to make up your own yeah to kind of write your own synopsis Um, of what's going on after that horrible scene they uh (laughs) they fast forward they're in college and they get kicked out for starting fights yeah. In the library, which I thought was kind of shitty. Yeah, it was super shitty, but uh, very, very, very to the point. Yeah. Um, and I mean that in a political standpoint where like they were standing up for themselves in a sense of, hey, I'm not going to take your shit. So then they kick these guys' ass, but they're the ones that get tossed because they're of a, how do I put this, low end tax bracket. Yeah. Lower so, income. Yes. Um, and you see a little bit, uh, you know, the, of, uh, Dawn's upbringing, like she's a dancer and she's very accomplished, like physically from England. Well, like her mom is, and you see her mom and there's that terrible, terrible conversation they have when they're having their tea and scrumpets. (laughs) Terrible in the sense of like a terrible timing. Like maybe you shouldn't be talking about this at tea and tea and cookies. (laughs) Both. I don't like know. just a terrible conversation in general because but like I, like look forward into the episode and that kind of set up something else. Yeah. So but yeah, like, you know, finding out that her mom is apparently, you know, stuck in an abusive relationship and uh-huh. it's just like, wow, man, just like life is shitty for everyone all around. <laughs> Even superheroes. Like everybody's got life. everybody's got their shit stories. <laughs> and so uh Hank and Don decide to become Hawk and Dove. Yep. Which is cool. You know, you see the brother portion of it. Yeah. Which, you know, Fred Savage voiced uh, Hawk in Justice League Unlimited. Oh, really? By the way. Little uh, pop up video fact. Pop up video. I was very taken aback about how his brother and her mom died. I was. It and you know what? It was another jaw drop uh, scenario. It, it, it just like life, like just gone in an instant. Oh, yeah. And you and you think like it, here's here was here's where it fucking it nailed me, dude. It it wasn't one of those instances that we see so many times in a, in a superhero movie where this happens and they're like, "This is my calling. This is why I do this." Like they were already well, at least Hank was already doing right. it. They, they were they were already kind of doing it, but like then Hank stops doing it because he lost his brother and he's in this like uh, crazy downward spiral of grief that he doesn't know how to cope with. He has nobody to talk to, and he's just alone. And it's it's just this like raw scab that you never see in these in these superhero movies because like we have two hours to tell a story and usually that comes in like act two. Mm-hmm. So now we have act three, the redemption act um, where this one was kind of just like you see Hank um, going to like these essentially like support groups. Yeah. And you see him like not sharing. Then you see Dawn at the same support group not sharing. And, and then they end up sharing with each other. With each other in a bar over drinks. And it's so very, it's uh, okay to do that. Just don't do that in large commodities. <laughs> so and they they uh, they endear themselves. It's a very uh, very enduring friendship that blossoms from it. And yeah, so much so that Hank ends up sharing with her about what happened with the coach. Yeah, yeah. And Is that before or after she goes to the closet? After. After? Yeah. Couldn't remember. Yeah, she goes to the I closet. I think it's because she opens the yearbook and she sees, I, I forget what it is, but she sees something in the yearbook. and Or maybe it's after. No, it is after. Because he tells, I think she sees something in the yearbook that makes her go, uh, she sees the coach's name and looks him up and then goes to his house. Yeah. And proceeds to like try to beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. Which he's pretty successful at until he tries to pull a gun and. And then Hank shows up and Hank fucking destroys him. He goes off the wire. And then like he tells her to leave 
And you like you think she's gonna leave, and then she just goes and shuts the door. I know. And you know what? I'm like I'm getting chills like right now because like I don't even care because I'm like yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Like just fucking break every tooth in his head. I was like I wonder if this is what everybody talks about when they talk about Jay Z and Beyonce being ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like this. Is I did not know where goals. you were going with that. I really didn't. It's relationship goals, dude. And uh, yeah, that was that was a cool moment. The episode kind of ends with. Uh, her waking up from her coma. Oh yeah, yeah. And she she tells uh she tells him that what you have to find Jason Todd. Right. We have to save Ray uh Rachel. Right. Oh and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well now that we're talking about this and like after watching it, I don't want to get too far ahead. But a lot of things are, you know So you gotta watch it again. Yeah. I gotta yeah, damn it. Um But yeah, the whole time you through this whole story you see reflections of like Rachel in the mirror and Rachel in a helmet and you're just like, What the fuck's going on? Yeah. And what you don't realize is like it's this weird, crazy way of storytelling where they're actually using the memories of Hank and Dawn to tell the story of Hank and Dawn, but they're also like, I don't know, it's so fucking weird because it's it's the memories and Rachel's trying to reach them through like some sort yeah, of weird kinesis. Throughout the entire episode, they keep seeing flashes of her saying, right. her, her crying for them. Very important part, once again, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually, and then in the next episode, which is like Coriandi, or it's, it's, it's Starfire's full yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's when, you know, Robin and or Dick and Donna Troy show up and kind of save Rachel and they get Starfire out of the house and she kind of, you know, comes to and doesn't really remember, you know, and yeah. she takes them to her spaceship, which is just weird. But at the meantime, there's some weird shit going on in the house. Oh, yeah. And I was already starting to get weird vibes. Like fucking Evil Dead weird. Yeah. I was like, this is getting when, cool. <laughs> when Gar looked up and he saw the figure, you know, standing there, then he, you know, then it was gone. It's like, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> No. That whole that whole sequence with like the, that room in the mirror and everything like that. Yeah. Like I thought it was just the room itself. Oh, when he sees the blood all over yeah. him. Yeah. And I was just like, what in the fuck is going on? Like I was confused. I didn't know. I didn't have any idea what was going on. I was like, is this some sort of weird like my daddy's coming thing? Like I don't understand. And it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. Because so like, and, and I'm I'm getting weird vibes. Like this whole time, I'm getting weird vibes from uh from Rachel's mom. So good. Though. I'm like, there's there's something not yeah no. right here. She was yeah. Um, I, I, when they when they got her out of the asylum, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That was a little too easy. <laughs> it was a little too easy, even though the exactly. asylum was pretty grueling. But yeah, still, um, like you just walked out the front door with her. Yeah, come on, come on. And, and the whole thing is like they're just trying, you know, trying and uh, Rachel's dad is trying to get you know use her for, as a doorway. Yeah, like that's the only way he can come yeah. back. So randomly, suddenly in the episode, like Gar is like on the floor, like bleeding profusely, like blood coming out of like every hole in his head. Yeah. Seizuring too. Yeah. Like just not, not good. Not responsive. She's trying to help him and, and she can't. And this is a friend and she's like, I want to help him. And her mom's like really encouraging her. Like that. I think that's what tipped me off is how like, she's like, your powers are meant to do good. Right, like, yeah. I'm like, you sound like these other fucking people <laughs> <laughs> that aren't the Titans. Right. <laughs> and you know, embrace your powers. And then she pulls the whole, like, you're not strong enough, but your dad, dad is. And, like, she's a fucking impressionable girl. I know. And seeing her friend die, like, her only friend. Yeah. Like, that's going to fuck <laughs> you up. And and suddenly, you know, next thing you know, she reaches in and pulls out a sharp-dressed man, which is sure as shit the devil in TV shows, <laughs> because that's how these things work. And, uh, unfortunately, like, Corey and Dick and uh, Donna Troy, like, I don't know why I just can't say Donna. I just have to say Donna Troy. It's like Tony Vance. You just have yeah. to say the full thing. <laughs> Uh, they show up like when it's too late and, and you just see Dick run in and you just see him disappear into like this weird force field yeah. type deal and an episode ends. Yep. 
Then episode 11 kicks in. <laughs> and it opens with like Dick in the swimming pool and a kid jumps in and you're like, what is happening yeah, here? Yeah, that's where you kind of go, wait a minute. <laughs> so it's supposed to be sometime after, like four or five years after. Yeah, like, it, you know, everything's settled. He's actually married to uh, Dawn and they have a kid together with one on the way. Uh, they have a cool little video chat with Rachel and Gar. And I'm that like, oh, look at me. They're off to college. Yeah. And like, look at this. this is, isn't, isn't this a perfect little world? And then, uh, then Jason Todd shows up in like a wheelchair. And I'm like, <laughs> if you remember, what's up, wheels? <laughs> <laughs> if you remember me talking about the trailer uh, the other week, this is exactly, this is the episode that the trailer was all about. Cause he, he mentions too, he's like, oh, you know, you know how Riddler never carried guns? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't know. know. Which is funny because like in my mind, I was like, I was like, wait, wasn't he like boasting about how like, how much more bulletproof his armor was. Yeah, well, looks like uh, the villains of Gotham adapt just as well as the heroes. Um, but he he shows up and he tells Dick, he's like, listen, man, uh, Batman's not doing so good. He's he's gone off the deep end, man. You know, Commissioner Gordon's dead. Um, Joker killed him. And, and, and he says he's going to do it. He says he's going to kill Joker and this yeah. and that. And, and he's like, you're the only one that can stop him. You, you got to go. And like an idiot, he goes. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Something very important. So you're watching all this happy life, happy wife bullshit going on, right? And you're kind of like, I don't know if it, if it was just me, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know about this. This is, seems really weird. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. There's like some sort of weird glitch and then something happens to push him towards Gotham again. Yeah. Like he's thinking about not going and then something pushes him towards yep. Gotham. Yep. So yeah, you see this first glitch and it kind of happens very fast. It's like, you know, snap. Of the oh finger. yeah. Like the tiger falls. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember what the first glitch was exactly, but. It was enough to where, like, if you looked away or you blinked, you'd miss the actual glitch effect. Yeah. And it happens about three or four times. Yeah. It's every time Dick's about to leave Gotham. Yeah. Or he's about to come back or whatever, you know, basically leave what, why he came to Gotham. And this glitch happens and something happens to where it keeps him going down the line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is, uh, this is weird. <laughs> yeah and uh, when, he, when he goes to gotham man like man is gotham a shithole well yeah like gotham. it's bad like it's 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 like <sighs> the worst part of detroit times 10 no 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 it's like worst part of detroit in the 90s times 10 oh yeah there you go <laughs> that like, yeah yeah like yeah. we're talking like scummy real bad um and uh so he goes and he gets like a shitty apartment and like you said there's times where he's like getting ready to go but then you get those flashes that kind yep. of stop him something and, happens like and the, the, uh the one was the, the domestic dispute, domestic dispute yep where he stops it and calls the, uh, the cops so there's the super crazy part where uh he's i think he's getting ready to leave again and then you find out that joker's been thrown from a roof yeah yeah and there yeah. he is like on the bottom of a car or on top of a car and you know he's talking with the cops and he's telling him he's like listen you know he actually came from that building over there and he's like what the fuck <laughs> Grayson, oh, detective. I'm pretty sure I'm not 100% though that detective that he tells that to. I'm pretty sure that's Rachel's father. I'd have to go back and like actually look. Mm, I that'd think be something it, to go back and check on. Yeah, I think it's actually Rachel's father. Um, And uh, so he's like, fuck, he, he actually did it. But then like you see like a twitch in Joker's hand. They're like, he's still alive. Yeah, oh, that was another time he was going to leave. Yeah. He's like, oh, he fucking did it. It's over with. I can't save him. And like they bring like that's when you see another glitch. Yeah. And then they're like, he's still alive. He's we got a pulse, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Because like I was wondering, how you gonna keep him there yeah. now? There's no reason to keep him there now. And then Joker's alive. When he, because because he goes and sees Joker in the hospital. Is that before or after he goes to Arkham? Ooh, and he sees like all the murdered people. I can't remember. I think it's after. Because I mean, either way, like when he goes and sees Joker, right. and then like he steps out of the room. No, I think it's before because it happens, and then he goes to go and talk to Bruce. 
and he's having the conversation through the clock. Mm-hmm. You know, like he goes to open the clock, but then something's obviously blocking the clock from opening. And uh, so then he has a conversation with Bruce through the clock about, you know, I know where you're coming from. I've been here. You don't want to go. You don't want to do this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he goes back. Same old shit. And then and then he goes to then he goes to visit the Joker. And that's when Corey mm-hmm. comes into play, which we find out she's working for FBI or CIA or she. Lo- I mean, side note, she looks so much better with the straight hair. I, I, I agree. I don't have a problem with either or um, on her per se, mm-hmm. but for character wise, I prefer the short hair or the straight straight yeah. hair. So, I mean, moot point really doesn't yeah, affect not, anything. Not a but. big fucking deal. Um, so yeah, he goes and he goes to visit the Joker, which by the way, the fact that they get away from like not showing faces mm-hmm. and just showing these like uh, minimal details. That basically say, hey, this is the Joker, like the green nails, yeah. the white skin, the green hair. Well, <laughs> And like, and the kind of like you see the extension smile, yeah, from around the breathing apparatus. And oh, man, so when he good. when he walks out, and then he, in that time frame, Batman goes in there and he fucking finishes the job. He fucking kills him with a fucking battering through the chest. And then you hear the Batmobile speed off. I'm uh-huh. like, and I was like, oh shit, because <laughs> that yeah, that's when he finally goes to uh, the police and he's like, listen, I know who so this is. This is this is what's going on. And that whole like assault on the mansion is is fantastic. I don't know what mansion or house they used, but I think like that mansion or house or whatever they used uh, for the raid is right up to par with the set dressings of like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Like I'm just like, this looks like Wayne Manor. This looks like, wait, there wasn't there. There's a, no way. No, I think I'm thinking of the crossover on CW. I there, I thought there was a uh, callback from the '60s episode. Oh, but I think that's from in the crossover in the CW. Uh, Probably. Deals. Um, <coughs> and then there's a really like brutal scene of Batman just like murdering, murdering a bunch of cops. Yeah, and I remember yeah. it was happening. I was oh, like, oh, in the Batcave. Yeah, I was like, good lord, the Batcave looked awesome too. Yeah. Oh my god, it was very uh, Alex Ross. Yeah. Like when when I look at an Alex Ross painting, like that's what I I imagine in my head the Batcave looks like. Um, that scenario where they're all down there and dick's like trying you know he's calling the shots he's the qb when that fight happens i go holy shit this is fucking like this is batman like this this is this is what i waited for fuck ben affleck this is what i want <laughs> and he then, he's brutal like he's, he he's beyond brutal dude like it really it that whole scenario that whole fight shows just how bad batman has snapped um motherfucker uses a cold gun well that, and then you, you see like oh yeah he uses a cold gun on starfire yeah she goes to do it and he just he, he robin tries to, he's like no he has a cold gun he just psh, doesn't even flinch and she is fucking a starfire's popsicle um he kills everybody doesn't he yeah because well again like, you see like on the little thing like that that dick has like all the red bleeps are just suddenly all going away yeah all the little blue bleeps are just like boop 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 uh <laughs> and and he's like fucking fuck it blow it and they set off all the bombs they 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 set up and he goes in the bat cave and oh god this part's so fucked up yeah batman's there he is like trapped under you know rocks and stuff like that like it was, probably mortally but who knows i mean who knows armor wise how wounded right. he really was and he, dick says something like you know you wanted me to be just like you that's all you ever wanted or something like that and he's like well now i am and he just steps on his neck and just breaks it well no no he, he was it he sees well he sees Corey at first and he's like fuck and then uh and then he hears like grumbling from behind him and you just hear batman kind of going you 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 and he goes, you know what, Bruce? You always wanted me to be like you. You wanted me to embrace the darkness. And I never wanted that. But now I'm going to. And I think he steps on his ribs, doesn't he? No, it's like in... Is it his mouth? It's like a, it's like a, either his head or his neck or something. He steps on, I'm pretty really? sure. Because I think like up to here is like covered with debris. Right. 
That's why I thought maybe like he stepped right here and collapsed his uh, ribs into his heart. Mm. But I don't. I don't know. I have to go back and look. But then things they go for the not, cop out. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, but this is what I was talking about. If the cop out was good, I'm okay with it. And I think the cop out's going to be crazy. Well, and I, like I said, like this is one of those things where it's like <laughs> here it's comes a, the spoilers. By the way, yeah. It's a good, like, what if thing, but at the same time, you're like, there's no way that this is going to set the norm. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there's no way. Um, and if it flashes to, like, uh, Dick standing in the house with his eyes all black and yeah. looking pretty fucking sinister, really. Yeah. Like, like he's full out demon. And that's the end of the season. And that's the end of the fucking season. It wasn't bro. supposed to be. It wasn't? I was, I was really curious because, like, there that was, was, a, it there, was a crazy it was, way to end. There was supposed to be 12 episodes. And I'm guessing the season premiere episode, the season two episode was supposed to be that one, the season episode 12. And I'm guessing, but they're holding it off for whatever reason. Oh, um, so they, like you're telling me between uh, where shit starts to go weird and then the episode with like the Elseworld deal, um, there was another episode between the two. No, there was supposed to be one more episode after this one. After this one. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. And because I don't think because hmm. it's been said, they've said the creators have said that in season two, the first episode. Um, it will resolve a lot of the storylines from the second season, from the first season, uh-huh. while also also introducing a new villain for the upcoming season. Whoa! So take make of that what you will. And uh, you also though you get a you get an end credit stinger. Yeah. Of uh, Superboy. Oh, it was so good. I don't know Which if you I'm, liked it. I did. I did. I, I was like, I was like, oh man, they're getting Connor Ken here and everything. Like, not just Connor though. Oh yeah, crypto. And crypto yeah, yeah. too. I was like, holy shit, there's crypto. I'm like, where's Jeff? He'd love this. <laughs> I know I was I yeah because I think you were still up when I was watching it <clears throat> I watched this one and I go all right so I, I enjoyed the season finale it was good and it was I I messaged you guys like when the credits were happening and then the after credits sting came and I was like oh my god after credit and I didn't want you to like turn it off and that's why I said like oh there's something after the credits of the last yeah. episode and it was it was so cool like you just it opens up in this like laboratory deal and then you see like uh somewhere in um it's a city kansas no it's metropolis like, metropolis kansas well, that's what superman's <laughs> from he's from kansas you, you knew that was wrong um i didn't and then you just like hear this like alarm going off and scientists are laying all over the place and you see this like naked terminator looking man walking through to this like one last alive scientist and he fucking kills him and then you see the, the like uh hard pans to another room with this dog that's in this plastic crate that the gl- the floor is like glowing kryptonite green and i'm like oh my god i think i know what the- who that is and then you see uh tar- tall dark shadowed terminator tall man. dark and handsome <laughs> rip out the door of the crate in which this dog is in and this um i don't know if do you remember does the floor go dead I don't remember. I don't remember. I'd have to see about that too. Anyways, rips off this door of this uh, plastic dog kennel, and this dog eyes glows red, and then just shoots off the screen. Yeah. So like it was the most amazing crypto entrance. Uh, it's gonna be uh, interesting. Um, as everyone knows, like I'm not huge on superhero TV shows, but I, I really enjoyed this. And what's funny is we went out to eat after we watched it, and we were talking and. I'd mentioned. Wait, did you get stuff to watch this with you? No. Oh, I'd mentioned. Uh, you know. Oh, you know. Uh, you know that I watched it and enjoyed it and stuff like that. And she was like, "Well, let's see what the internet's saying." And so she like went on, and I don't know what site she went on, but there was like people saying like that exact thing. Like, listen, like I don't like the CW shows, but I liked this. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's definitely worth checking out. And I mean, uh, now you can binge the entire season, so you don't have to worry uh, week um, to week. But I, I'll be I'll be checking out season two. Actually, anticipating. I want to see the Nightwing costume. Me too. Actually, if uh, I believe it's Australia. 
maybe. If you oh, have, yeah, Australia. And, and if you a, have Netflix over in Australia, that Titans there. is coming there or is on there already, depending on well, no, what the date. I think it actually it was at the 8th. Yeah. So if you're in Australia and you have Netflix, you can watch it. Hell yeah. Uh, if not, I would say personally that this series was worth the investment of the DC universe alone. And I mean, honestly, you can subscribe for the month, watch it all and cancel. Yeah. No, no, no harm done. You, you spent, uh, what is essentially eight bucks to watch an entire series as opposed to buying the Blu-ray, which would run you anywhere from 25 to 30. If they do release a Blu-ray, I might buy it though. Yeah. Um, I think that'll do it for this show. It's been a long, it's a long one, long show, long long show. Got some editing to do. (laughs) Um, real quick before we, we wrap things up, um, Last year, we did a little thing in March. We did March Madness, where we put up some polls and tournaments of superheroes and battled them for superhero supremacy. We had the Marvel side versus each other. Then we had DC. And then in the end, one Marvel, one DC, engage in a fisticuffs and, vo- and vote. And last year, Batman was the winner. To a lot of people's dismay. A lot of people were not happy about that. And I'd like to say I did not sway those votes at all. That's no. just how it happened. Um, so there's, this year, we're... There's a lot of smart people out yeah. there. This year, we're, we're gearing up for part two, uh, but things are going to be a little bit different this year. Starting uh, first week of February, we'll be doing a round of preliminaries, which we're going to have 32 Marvel characters, 32 DC characters. We're going to pin them one against the other, you know, and on the respective sides, and we're going to pick the... So it's going to be Marvel versus Marvel. DC, DC versus, versus DC. DC. That way, nobody's uh, doing brand loyalty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then uh, we'll pick winners, and then we'll move on to the Sweet 16 on each side. 32 combatants. And we're going to have the tournament go through March and April, and we're going to pick a winner. But Batman will not be in the preliminaries because he won last year, so he gets an automatic buy right into the tournament. Uh, I can hear the Superman fanboys getting pissed off already. (laughs) And to make things more interesting, we are introducing a contest this year for it. It's going to be super simple, super easy. If you head on over to our Patreon, which we have currently going right now, and we have many tiers, thank you to our current... Uh, subscribers and, and and donators. Charlie Robbins, Angel Dowdy, and Janelle Koslowski. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, no, boy. I, was, I had to get the cough out. So here's where it gets fun. <coughs> uh, once we have our 32 tournament combatants set, they get early access. But if you can, you can start now and you will also have early access. Uh-huh. If you do $1 a month, you get to pick one hero of that 32 to represent you. If you do $2, you get to pick two heroes to represent you. Three dollars, three heroes, so on, until we get to the five dollars. You pledge five dollars, you get five heroes plus a bonus hero. So, so six. six. You get six heroes. Now, once a hero is picked, they are that person's hero. So if Charlie picks Lobo, Lobo is his. You cannot take him. We will take him off the board. That motherfucker will pick Lobo. Uh, <laughs> but if you're if one of your selected heroes wins, you will be the proud owner of first a digital code or two. For one of our many commentary tracks to help sync along with you so you can listen to the track and enjoy the movie. And part two will be a $25 Amazon gift card so you can buy whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited about this. I'm hoping this gets things a little more heated because mm-hmm. things got heated last time. It did. And there's, there's a crazy aspect we, we, that we didn't even talk about here is like people... Like putting me in this scenario, I would go, well, wait a minute. Like how, how am I supposed to get my hero to like win? Well, that's very, very simple. You just, you share the post and you tell people, Hey, vote for this guy. I got a $25 Amazon gift card on the line. Yeah. And if you have true friends, they'll probably help you out. If not, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm very excited about this idea. I think it can make things very interesting. Um, really, really heated. Yes. 
when we have the the super uh, 16, the 32 on, you know, 16 on each side, the 32 heroes all set, we will, uh, will we message them? Yeah, well, I'll contact the Patreons via email um, and have them have pick. a list of available heroes. Yep. And uh, as soon as I get all their picks, obviously there will be there's there's going to be a time limit. So, uh, and I think as of right now, it's going to go the order that you uh, respond. Well, the order you you uh, subscribed, right, to the Patreon. Right, right, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, we'll contact if you are already one of our Patreons. We'll contact you via email. Um, you pick your associated number of heroes. And then we'll move down the line. So in other words, if you're listening to this and you want to get in on the contest, it's best to do it now and yep. not wait till hop on the Granted, Patreon. We won't have them set yet, but it's best now because you will get first dibs. Yeah. Uh, you can hop on the Patreon at patreon.com slash or patreon.com slash Kapowcast. That's right. And uh, go to your tier in which you want um, whatever you want. I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter to us. If you want to do a dollar, that's fine. Yeah. Really? That I mean, I think I almost think. Like not, you, not to push doing a dollar, but I almost think doing a dollar would be more uh, exciting. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, because you only have, you know, one out of 32 odds. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. If you want to increase those numbers, you can go right ahead. Um, but, yeah, but keep in mind, though, that, like, if you want to go for the dollar tier, uh, you can't just do a dollar tier and then a dollar tier and a dollar tier. Like, once yeah. you pick a tier, that's you, what you're, set you're at. locked in. It's it's a dollar so you can't you can't do like a five dollar tier, then do another five dollar tier. Yeah, then yeah, you can't I get do, ten people. You can't double dip. <laughs> no, you can't. It's it's you pick your tier, boom, bada bing, that's it. Now keep in mind that like you're not you're not just entering the Patreon to enter the contest. You get all the perks in which that tier has. Yeah, as well. Like you're not yeah. just gonna be like part of the contest. Like you you will get the uh, bonus tracks, bonus tracks, or you will get you know um, the shout outs, et cetera, and et cetera. Uh, so yeah. Go Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to check us out every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network where you can find us and tons of other great shows. You can also find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever podcasts are listened to. Everywhere. All, everywhere. Everywhere in the sphere. We also have a YouTube channel, Facebook, Kapowcast 2015, Twitter at Kapowcast, Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. You can also go over and get some Kapowcast swag over at tpublic.com. Do you remember that? No. It's T E E that B. Oh no, I don't think I don't want to oh, say that. Oh, we need Jeff here. <laughs> you can just insert it in, can't you? you can I, yeah. Hold on. Ready? And three, two, one. That's T E E dot P U B slash L I C slash Pod Bros. <laughs> Perfect. Good. Good. <laughs> we own Jeff's voice now. He's I on am, the show when he's not even here. I am God. <laughs> Until next time. I am Mike. And I'm Tony. See you next time on a much shorter edition of Kapowgex. <laughs>